Welcome to the Jewish Robe Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and I'm here with my dad. Hi, I'm Ron. Glad to be with you all. Um, we want to make sure, uh, especially because of the season that we are in, that we keep you up to date a little bit as much as possible, if it's relevant to tell you what day we're on. Uh, today is Wednesday, October 18th. And what that means is that it was 11 days ago, uh, October 7th, when Hamas crosses over from Gaza into southern Israel and terrorizes the entire area. Yeah, it, it was devastating, the things that took place. And, uh, you know, there was an initial trauma, and now things have sort of died down a little bit. But the next phase is going to take place uh, sometime soon. Yeah, so the, the stories that are, are coming out, I mean, we're still hearing the stories. We're hearing stories of bravery, thankfully, um, and, and courage and resilience and overcoming. And then we're just hearing absolute stories of tragedy. I, I saw something where there was a, a guy doing an autopsy on these bodies, two burned bodies holding each other. They were burned together while they were just trying to hug and hold on to each other. And the guy giving the doctor, giving the autopsy, just broke down as he's describing. He just starts crying. Yeah. Uh, just the the atrocities, the 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 sickness, and the inhumanity uh, that that we're we're getting to hear these stories of is sickening. Yeah, it, it is more than I think the human mind or spirit can really endure. Um, and you know, the people are in a position where they really need to combat this, and they they need to eliminate it. Yeah. So. Right now, because of where we're at now, and I, I think, you know, even what we're trying to do with the podcast overall, it's a bit of a time capsule. We're trying to remember some of these conversations. But at this point, uh, Israel has been staging on the border for what feels like forever. It felt like it was going to be imminent like the next day. And now there's delay after delay. Today, Biden is in Israel. He's talking with Netanyahu and feels like there's a delay because of that. And who knows what's going on over there. But it, it's always changing, but they have not yet gone in on the ground invasion, and they've not yet started. There's been a lot of, you know, air attack and, and all the stuff that's going on with that. Yeah, uh, and the word that we uh, heard was that uh, they're not going to do it until Biden leaves, and so hopefully he will leave soon, and, uh, you know, they will be able to go forward and take care of the things that they need to take care of. Uh, it's imperative for them. Uh, there, there's no middle ground here. So some of you, if you uh, are really just the only connection that you have to us is listening to the podcast, you're probably missing some stuff that we're talking about on social media and things that we're posting. But we want to let you know, um, first of all, that when, when this started, uh, the very next day on Sunday, October 8th, a friend of mine, a tour guide who got pulled into the reserves, his name is Amir Yakubovich. And uh, he is in the reserves and he's leading a unit. And he called me right away on Sunday morning and said, I'm here. I'm with the unit. And, like literally within a couple hours of him getting there uh, to his unit and being called on reserves, he said, we are short lots of stuff. Um, but primarily they need radio headsets and bulletproof vests. And I mean, everybody at that point is just trying to figure out where are we at? What's going on? What happened? Is it still coming? And, and so we just, you know, what I told him is I said, hey, we have a little community here and um, we'll do what we can. And so that's when we launched Project Bulletproof. Yeah. And that whole Project Bulletproof was uh, an effort 
to supply them, to help them get in their possession uh, bulletproof vests and radio headgear and things that they need for the times and the, and the objectives that they're going to go forward with. And so we put that word out to all of you folks. And you can imagine drafting up, bringing up 350,000 reserves in in just a matter of 48 hours. Yeah, I heard now it's 400,000. 400, yeah. I'm sure it's going up. And and it's a little bit of what we want to talk about. But before we do that, just I wanted to let you know, number one, that uh, what an amazing community of people. Um, we know many of you and we don't know many of you. And uh, <laughs> the support came in from all kinds of people. And we were able to raise more than $30,000 uh, in just six days. Yeah. And we just wired that uh, to a bank in Tel Aviv that will provide it to Amir and his unit and take care of those things that they needed. And uh, that's because of the generosity and care that all of you out there have put forth. And so he, uh, he and I, we talk on uh, WhatsApp every day and uh, he's giving me updates, but I wanted you to hear his voice and his thankfulness. And if you go onto our social media, you'll be able to see some pictures of him and his crew. But uh, here's some words from our friend Amir. Hi, uh, I need to disconnect in a minute. Uh, if you can tell them for me, whoa, and thank you very much. Uh, there's no way just to to say thanks for all of that. Uh, and our connection together is, is amazing. Um, so yeah, again. Thank you very much, and send my love for everyone. Uh, if I can have and send you pictures, I will. So that's it. Um, and uh, so, number one, I just want to say thank you to everybody who jumped in, and people are still donating, and that's great. No, nothing that comes in is going to go to waste. Um, we're going to, and nothing is is coming to us directly. We're just taking a hundred percent of it and literally just moving it over to Israel. Yeah, every penny is going to. Uh the war effort and the need that they have there. And so the other thing with all of that is we wanted to just let you know too, that we're transitioning from project bulletproof and we decided let's do something else um, because the death has happened. Uh, the initial shock of everything's happened, but there is a long-term need that is, is going to have to be present in all of this. People are going to eventually have to rebuild their lives, rebuild their homes, uh, the trauma and the psychological and emotional care, uh, children who've been witness to their parents being killed, uh, all, all of these things, this is not like, uh, all right, well, thank you for donating in the first week. And yeah, and, that, and now it's all over. It's not going to be over by a long shot for, I think, for quite a while. And we may be sitting on the precipice of things that are going to grow even uh, larger as we look at it. We pray for Israel. We pray for these things to not get worse. Uh, we don't want that. And yet we know from what we know in scripture that if we are at that stage of time, uh, it may just uh, be evolving right now. We want to let you know that what we're starting right now is just a new project and we're calling it Project Shield. And in Jewish tradition, uh, the Magin David, it's the Shield of David, is more than a mere symbol. It symbolizes and embodies God's role, God as the ultimate protector. And we want to be able to take that, the funds from this, and be able to bring it out to support 
uh, those who are are going to be suffering long term. And as those needs come up, we're basically going to be storehousing a reserve. And we are friends with partners on the ground, ministry partners on the ground. And as they are doing things and have needs, uh, they're going to let us know. And then we're just going to channel the money um, and send that right over to them. Yeah. And the whole objective is to have that at our disposal uh, to be able to do that right away. And so that's what we're setting up. So it's, it's about mobilizing care when and where it's needed most, but we're going to do that in the name of Jesus, in the name of Yeshua. And so whether that's relocating Israelis to safety as urgent needs come up, uh, whether that's other cities or bomb shelters, we want to build this reserve fund for instant access. Uh, I, I think six days to raise $30,000 for a ministry our size is unbelievable. Um, but we also want to be able to say we have the money in the account and we're wiring it. We know how to do that. Uh, and then we want to rebuild and restore the communities that are impacted. And so uh, you can go, I'll put a link also in the notes here, but you can go to the jewishroad.com slash shield. And the other thing I'll just tell you, it, so, and I'm sorry that we're starting like this and we'll, we'll, we want to get to something uh, biblically here and, and just talk about the times that we're in. So don't tune out just yet. Um, but you will see on the giving form on there it's something weird. Uh, rather than saying, do you want to give $25 or $50? Uh, it's going to say $18 or $36, $180 or $360. And that's because 18 means something. Yeah, 18. Uh, there is a numerical value uh, to the numbers uh, in Hebrew. And the number 18 is the equivalent of chai. Chai. Yes, chai. Uh, a chet and a yod, it's uh, the number 18. It has a numerical value, those letters, and it means life. Life. If you've ever seen Fiddler on the Roof, to life, to life. Lechayim. Lechayim. Yeah. And so we want to be able to extend this divine protection to the people of God in a tangible way. We want to say we value life not just those that were taken, but the ones that are still going. And so that is, if you go to a bar mitzvah, if you're doing something Jewish, you ever want to give like a gift to somebody, you give them in denominations of $18. And you can come up with whatever denomination you want, but we put some ideas out yeah. there. So yeah. that's what it is. And this is taken from Psalm 18. Uh, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And that's Psalm 18. It connects with the number 18. And so, you know, I like everything connected. And so it just kind of made a lot of sense. So let's well, talk about this. Yeah, and what you, you brought up when you, what you read there is that, uh, you know, the Lord was David's shield. And that's kind of where we took uh, a lot of this uh, project from Project Shield you know, and this is a song of David to the Lord on the day when the Lord rescued him from the hand of his enemies. You know, it kind of has a, a continuity with what's going on today and from the hand of Saul. And so what stands out is that the Lord is all that David needed in his difficult battles in life. So look at a few passages. Um, the word shield uh, in, in the Hebrew is magen, M-A-G-E-N, magen. Mm -hmm. uh, so we say magen David, the shield of David. Uh, but this, this word shield shows up in the Hebrew scriptures 45 times uh, over the course of 44 verses. Um, and, and we want to just give you a little bit of an overview and want you to see who is the shield 
where is the shield? How do we use the shield? And and what is the shield for Israel right now in such a time as this? So let's go all the way to Genesis. Yeah, all the way in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. Yeah. Um, the text reads that after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram, Avram, in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. And that that is, you know, the beginning of the whole thing. Part of God's covenant with Abram is that God will serve as his shield. In other words, he is his divine protector. And, uh, and that's important because the covenant, all of this starts with the Abrahamic covenant, right? Genesis yeah. 12, I'll give you land, seed, and blessing. And if God's not willing to protect Abram, then he could, you know, fall off a cliff and hurt himself and there's no more covenant, right? So God yeah. has a vested interest in protecting Abram. Yeah. And God is the one who is solely responsible yeah. for this covenant. And so, uh, yeah, a- Abram, you know, is, uh, is told that God... He says, I, I am your shield. And I think David took hold of that mindset uh, when he said, Oh, Lord, my God, in you do I take refuge. Save me from all my pursuers and deliver me. And that's in Psalm chapter 7 and verse 1. And then in verse 10, he says, My shield is with God who saves the upright in heart. Yeah. You know, as atrocious and awful as all of this is, this is not new for Israel. The enemies of Israel have always, it's the reason Jonah didn't want to go to Nineveh is the Ninevites of all people were just awful. They the were worst. the worst, right? Like they, they would cut people's faces off and wear their faces as a trophy, right? Like the, the spoil. They just didn't have social media back then. They didn't have mainline news, but the, these atrocities have always taken place because evil has always been evil. We just have better tools now to make it even more gruesome or more painful. Yeah. And, and now we can see it with our own eyes instead of hearing about it written in papyrus over the years. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's terrible. I mean, what can you add to that? Nothing. But this is, this is I say that because you look at a lot of these Psalms of David. Look, look at Psalm 3, verses 1 through 3. It says, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there is no salvation for him in God. Wow. And, you know, is that a picture of where we are today? We've been there many times in our history, and yet here it is visiting us again. Many rise against me. And so this is, this is the, the fear, right? It's surrounding. And, of course, you have... Little, little Israel that is surrounded by all of these countries that, that hate her. And then, then we have the retort, though, is, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. Yeah, uh, there's, there's the shield again. God is his shield. David begins the psalm, I think is very interesting, in a very low and miserable state. You know, many... Are, are saying, you know, there's no salvation for him and God. Many are rising up against me. And then you get to verse 3, and there's a strong contrast there between where he began and the assurance that he has in the Lord, who is his shield about him. Yeah, and it's, it's also the language of the divine warrior that we see. You can look at the Song of Moses, right? After Israel cuts through, they escape out of Egypt, they get through the, the Red Sea, 
Um, and in Exodus 15, God delivers Israel. And then it says, then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord, singing, I will sing to the Lord for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. And this is a song that will be sung in heaven, the song of Moses. This is the song of the sea. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can go through the first, that's just the first verse, I think. Uh, you, you can go through 18 verses in that chapter in Exodus 15, and you get the whole song of the song of Moses. Um, you go back to Psalm uh, 3 and verse 3, and it appears that David is embracing this same concept, and not only in the Old Testament, but he's embracing the concept in the New Testament. Paul's theology, as it is stated in Romans chapter 8 and verse 31, what shall we say to these things if God is for us, who can be against us? Yeah, so you get some, and I would say rather than David embracing Pauline theology, Paul is embracing yeah. David's, David's writing. Right. So he's, he's saying that. And, and Paul was a guy that was put in some of these situations where, you know, whether he's in prison or being lowered in a basket, getting out of a city, being flogged. Uh, but we have all of these pieces. And, and constantly God is coming to the rescue of his people, but from the hand of all their enemies. And, and so when we look at this, what stands out, is that the Lord is all that David needed, is all that Moses and the Israelites needed in their difficult battles. The Lord is a rock. The Lord is a fortress. We read in Psalm 28, it says, The Lord is my strength and my shield. In him my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts and with my song I give thanks to him. Yeah, and, and there it is, his shield again. Um, and you know, you're going to make it through this. We don't want to trivialize what is taking place by any means because it is horrific. But in all of the difficulties uh, that all of the people of God come up against, uh, David, many of them, uh, he always referred back to God as his shield, God as his protector. Yeah, and and you'll see it all over the place. But here's just a couple others. Um in, in Psalm 84, for the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it, it seems as if there is a contingent that uh, we need to bring to the table as well. And we need to we need to walk uprightly before the God, before God. And he will not withhold uh, anything from us right now. Uh, there is something that God is doing in Israel, uh, and he's doing with the nations. And that is a topic maybe we can get into at another time. Yeah. But even as you have interaction or even as you're going, uh, into prayer, um, to pray along the lines of God being a shield, uh, maybe you are in a situation as you're listening uh, where you need God to show up as your shield. I, I even love it in uh, Psalm 18, it says, not only is he my shield, but the horn of my salvation. Yeah. And that that's not a horn like a trumpet. It's the horn like a, think of like a rhinoceros, right? It's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the, it's the triggering point. And the, that, the idea even of a horn, we should do the horn project, but the horn is, you know, there, there's this picture throughout scripture that God is cutting off the horns 
um, and, and to grab hold of the horn of my salvation, God is charging. God yeah. is on our offense, on yeah. our behalf yeah. to save. He's yeah. the one that saves. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing, amazing uh, truths in the Word of God uh, that we can lean on and depend on depend upon and we pray these things for Israel and for the people right now. Uh, there are many people there uh, who need to come to a place of knowing the Lord uh, Yeshua also. And uh, we're holding up the state and we're holding up the people spiritually. Yeah. So this is not just an Old Testament concept. Um, we, we also see this show up in uh, the book of Ephesians. Yeah. And Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, it says, Paul says, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith. There it is again. Take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. So this is not like a tiny little baby shield, right? No, no. This is, this is a shield, and in terms of the, the Greek, usually refers to a large shield, something that's like about two and a half feet by four and a half feet, it would cover a person from, you know, his whole body, basically, and protects the whole body. So Paul is here referring not to the believer's physical body only, which he did refer to in chapter 4 and verse 13, if you want to look that up, but he to trust in God's promises and his word in all situations, that's the shield of faith that he's talking about. Yeah. So here's here's where we stand. Um, it's it's depressing, I think, just looking at the news. I don't know if I'm just a little bit too glued and maybe need to come a little bit more unglued. But the more I watch it, um, the more it feels like this story. It feels like good is losing. It feels like yeah. our our side is not going to win, yeah. Um, and and it feels like the the enemies of God are just too great. And what what? Yeah. How come? Like I mean, we we've been sitting with the Ukraine Russia war for how long? But it, the whole world did not start protests in the street, didn't start going after the Russian embassy um, or even the Ukrainian embassy. Like that, that would be the picture. It's not even a great picture, but why is it that Israel has been just blown out? What? 1500 people, innocent civilians killed. And they're the ones that are being hated. There's just anti-Zionist, anti-Semitic, anti-Jew, Spring up not just worldwide, like I'm seeing stuff in in Iraq, and we're seeing stuff in in Europe, and we're in even Australia, Australia, gas the Jews, dirty Jews, like this. It mm-hmm. it feels like if if you just put all of the scenes that we're seeing on the news right now, and you put it in black and white, you wouldn't be able to tell a difference between the 1930s and what we're going through. Just less than a hundred years yeah. later, right now. Yeah, it, you know, and it's it's part of our modern history. It's also a part of Israel's ancient history. I mean, they had their backs up against the wall. The same same kind of a situation <laughs> when they were there at the Red Sea. Uh, they were at a disadvantage in 1967 when they were attacked. In 1973, in Yom Kippur, when they were attacked. So, it's not new that this that this happens. But you're right. Um, you know, it, it is, uh, it, it's a horrendous position to be in that they're in right now today. And I think I was thankful 
right off the bat when it felt like all of the sentiment toward Israel was one of compassion and empathy and sorrow. Um, and like, okay, this was so grotesque that the world is going to look at the atrocities and the inhumanity of Hamas and say, they've got to get taken out. They have, this cannot be poor Jewish people. Um, and that it was even, it was the empathy. It was the compassion after the Holocaust that Israel even became a nation, right? We have, that uh, was Isaiah 66. Uh, can a nation be born in, in a day? In one day. In yeah. one day, right? So it was out of that compassion that, that Israel was birthed, rebirthed. But we're just 11 days out, and the story, the entire narrative has flipped. Well, you know, because of social media and because of all of the electronic abilities, you know, things are moving faster and faster. And... I think things are going to move faster and faster toward the end of the age, which we're in now, I believe. And we're going to see things taking place very, very quickly. Yeah. I, I grew up with you. And <laughs> in, case, in case you didn't know, um, that's why there's good therapy out there. But the, you've always Did been... You're talking about for me? <laughs> you have always been, like, I, I must have been four, three years old maybe even nursing, when I first heard you say the words, this country, this world is going to hell in a handbasket. I said that. When did you not say it? You've said it all the time, yeah. constantly. I think I got that from Pastor Romaine. Okay, yeah. well, whatever that is, it's it's. I've just heard this the whole time, and then there's all this, like, the Lord's coming, the Lord's coming, and, like, I'm, I'm 47 years old, and it's like, okay, well— it doesn't sure, it like, uh, yes, I believe it, but it sure doesn't yeah. look like it. Yeah, well, don't dismiss the time element of it. You know, a day with the Lord is as a thousand years. Oh, well, yeah, we can get it. That's another podcast. But <laughs> it, it just, I don't know if I've ever really been alive in a moment where I looked at everything that's going on and said, I think I see how this is going to play out. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I, I see us hurtling toward an end, but I'm not sure how it's going to play out with the various nations. Uh, and that's something we can talk about in another time, uh, the, the nations and who's bringing these nations against Israel. I've got some thoughts on that. In fact, the scripture has some thoughts on that. And that's something we should talk about some other time. But, uh, you know, it, it, we are moving toward an end here. You know, I wanted to make one more little uh, observation here. Yeah. As, as we bring things to a close, you know, and we're talking about Project Shield. You know, we introduced that to you all, and uh, we've been looking at scriptures that talk about how God is the shield, and those who trust in God are looking to him as a shield. But uh, I, I think it is important to, to note, to be noted, that Israel's enemies also have a shield, you know, if if you didn't think of it, I was listening to uh, to a news broadcast and the news broadcaster talked about the fact that uh, there was a shield and the shield that he was talking about is the the shield that the terrorists have. Uh, their shield is satanically driven. And the terrorists have a shield of innocent human lives. Mm, that's and, you know. 
the the thought just struck me as I was I was reading my scripture at the same time I was listening to the this news broadcast and they're using innocent human lives that they hold captive so that they can cower behind them for protection that's not the shield that the people of God stand behind he is really our shield not a bunch of poor innocent people that the enemy is using yeah uh, it makes me think about Psalm 91. Um, this is my paraphrase, but the, how, well, and Jesus even says it later. He says, how often I would have gathered you under my wings as a hen gathers. But uh, Psalm 91, it says to, to come underneath uh, the, the pinions, mm. I wanted to gather you under my pinions. Mm. Um, but this is, this is the idea that God wants to be a protector of his people. Yeah. And we have a, we have a people right now that are going to God, but they're, they're missing, they're missing their Messiah. Yeah. And in, in these moments, that's, that's really what we're, we're trying to get the, the point across. This is what actually Yeshua was weeping over, over Jerusalem at the end of Matthew 23, right? Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how often will I have gathered you together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings and you were not willing behold your house is left to you desolate you know he always called it his father's house but now he's saying your house is left to you desolate and you're not going to see me again until you say baruch habasham adonai blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord and and there will come a day um and i just think that that day is coming sooner and sooner so apart from praying for israel's uh, strength and help in this terrible time, we're also praying for their salvation at the same time. That's right. And that's why it, even with Project Shield, uh, we're not just partnering with, you know, Red Cross or, you know, something like that. We're, we're partnering with ministries on the ground who are doing humanitarian aid in the name of Yeshua in the land of Israel. And that's what's really important to us. Yeah. Um, you know, what's interesting in all of this is that the theme of the Jewish road um, we, we've said this about a thousand times, broken record, but we, we call this a two-act play. Mm-hmm. That all the Jews bought tickets to a two-act play. They watched the first act. They got up at intermission, got a drink, and left. Yeah, and all of the Christians in the world bought tickets to the same two-act play. They got there late. They missed the first act. They went in to see the second act, and in doing that, uh, the Jewish people and the Christians passed each other in the lobby, and then they never saw each other again. Yeah. And, and what's become very clear to us is that there's another narrative that needs to be set out in the open. And that other narrative, it's, it's really been there all along, but hiding in the brush and is now emerged once again with great clarity, but out into the open. Yeah. And, and that narrative is a complete flipping of the truth that we've been talking about, uh, you know, flipping this in a way that they're portraying Israel as the villain who is attacking and killing innocent men, women, and children. Uh, it's, it's even being iterated, I hate to say, by some in the halls of our own Congress uh, against those kinds of accusi- accusations. You know, we need to uh, stand up. We need to expose the lie and stand up for the truth. Yeah, and the truth is that Israel does have an enemy, and it's not just in the physical realm, but this, it, really the basis of all of it is a spiritual enemy. It's Satan. Yeah. yeah. 
And he's not only the enemy of all mankind individually and personally, but he is the enemy of Israel. And he's using the nations to achieve his goal. And and so we, we will get into this um, certainly more. There's a lot more to say. But I think that we've found just a unique um, calling. And, and one of the things that we have, of all things, this is on our donation page, but it says the world needs to hear the story. Um, they need to hear the whole the story. Whole thing, yeah. And when we've been talking about this, and it's on the header of, you know, go to the donate page, but it said that ever since we started this, uh, that we want to tell the whole story. And I think what we've meant from this is Act 1 and Act 2, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Hebrew Bible, and and the New Testament, the, yeah. the, the Brit Kadashah. But it's, it's also... Uh, become very clear to us just recently is that the whole story needs to be told um, by by making sure that we are clinging to this narrative of truth of what's going on in these in days. Yeah, yeah, and you know there there is like we said there is a flip in what the truth actually is, and God addresses this specifically uh, something that we will probably talk about in the near future here um, in terms of who is behind all of this and who's driving the nations and who is really in charge. Yeah, even with what uh, Olivia was talking about when we talked, this is a long hatred. Yeah, This has been here. This is not something new. It's manifesting itself. It, it was the Germans at one point. It was the, the Spanish. We had the Inquisition, right? It, it was the Crusaders. It's all throughout time, it used to be Haman and Pharaoh. So, so the enemy is just what I loved. What Olivier said was that he just reloads. Mm-hmm. He reloads. Yeah. He he spent those bullets, and now he's reloading. And the hatred yeah. towards the chosen people is just being. It's the same hatred, but yeah. it's it's different way, different yeah. people. Yeah, and that that idea is consistent throughout world history. You know, I I used to teach history in high school, and I would tell my students, you know, that. There was actually what they call 400 years of peace in the world, in the entire history of the world, and really it wasn't peace. It was just those times when everybody reloaded. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And so where we're standing today, um, just last night as I was driving home and I was listening to the news, um, there was a, a bomb. and the, the re- news report was that Israel bombed a hospital in Gaza, yeah. killed 500 people. Yeah. And as they went through later, and, and right away, we actually had people in our government that are posting on social sites saying, Israel killed 500 people. But it was interesting. Israel immediately said it wasn't us. Yeah, well, they, they did some research. They wanted to make sure. But what they found out was that it was not Israel. Um, and actually, there's video that came out today that it did not come from Israel. It actually came from within Gaza, and they had a, a rocket that misfired. Yeah. And they, they were shooting from in Gaza, inside Gaza. Some of those other ones, I think, went out to Tel Aviv or something like that. But one of those rockets came and fired in on their own people. But it didn't even hit a hospital. It hit a parking lot of a hospital. Hmm. And there was the report is, as of right now, it wasn't 500 people that died. Uh. But now we have everybody in a stir. Biden's out here, and all of these other nations are wanting to cancel their meetings. I have canceled their meetings with him, and there's this uproar. And it's because of this, just you have to pay attention, and especially as the ground operation goes into Gaza, this is what it's going to look like. And this is the narrative of falsehood. This is the narrative that the enemy wants everybody to believe because 
the enemy's trying to turn the entire world against the nation of Israel. Yeah, so beware, be informed, don't let them fool you. Um, Israel is probably one of the most humanitarian armies in the history of the world, along with the United States. Dropping leaflets, making personal phone calls to people within Gaza saying, get out of the northern part of Gaza yeah. and move south. And and there is no other country. Jordan is not taking the Palestinians in. Mm-hmm. Egypt's not taking the Palestinians in. They are stuck. And this is, and, and Hamas is saying, you can't leave. We're going to use you again as a human Shield. shield. Yeah, that's their shield. So uniquely, I think that we are, are discovering, even in this ministry with the Jewish road of what we're trying to do, to not just tell the whole story, first act, second act, but that we need to make sure that the truthful narrative of what God is doing behind the scenes is is being told. And that's that's what our purpose is, especially for this time. Yeah. Yeah. We have been called, I think, for a time such as this. Yeah. So... We don't got much, but we got voices. We're we got a couple blabbermouths, and so that's what we can do. It's a part of being Jewish. Yeah. yeah. So here's what we want. Um, number one, thanks for making it this far. Uh, but number two, um, this is going to be an ongoing need, and it's going to get worse. Um, I, I have a feeling that it's going to get worse before we're even able to push this podcast out and get it edited and posted and all the other fun stuff that we have to do with that. I think it's going to get worse and we're going to see it get worse. Um, and so we, we just started just this new idea of, of Project Shield. If you want to join, just say, I'll give 18 bucks a month, $36 a month. Uh, and, and we'll be able to put that in a reserve and we will have it ready and waiting for when that call and when that time comes. And it's going to come. It is. It's not if, it's when. Uh, the second thing is um, we feel a calling, and uh, honestly, it's absorbing uh, all of our time. This is uh, – I, I do have a business on the side, and I've, I've not done a single thing in 11 days uh, productive on that side of things I, because we've just been doing all of this, which is actually great because this is my – this is what I want to do. This is the passion. Yeah. yeah. So um, support support the work and what we're doing here and uh, come alongside um, – yeah. Anything else? I think I'm done. Yeah. I think we have pretty much said it all. We appreciate all of you. Uh, we appreciate your faithfulness to the Lord and your love for the people of Israel. And uh, we uh, just are really proud to have you as a part of us. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Uh, share this. Uh, would you share this uh, podcast with somebody and say, hey, uh, I think you need to hear this. Um, and would you also just help us? Um, these are like actual tangible things in the algorithm world. Um, would you just go on to Apple Podcasts and, and rate this, um, give it a five-star review, and just put a few words in there of what you're learning in the process? Uh, it's not only encouraging to us, but it also puts us closer to the top as far as suggestions. When people are looking for the truth, we don't want them to get deceived by something that is not the truth. Yeah, uh, it really helps if you if you like, you know, hit the like and the share, and uh, that really goes a long way. Oh, you know a little bit about this, don't you? Yeah, a little bit, is as we would say, a clean whistle. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we really mean this. Shalu shalom, Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Shalom. Shalom.